If you have never actually done it, you have probably at least considered it. When sensing that the axe is descending, either professionally or personally, made a declaration to the effect of, you can't sack me, I quit, or you can't dump me, I'm leaving, and stomped off, assuring yourself that they'll be sorry, so there, before settling in to wait by the phone for their apologetic and conciliatory phone call. Usually for quite some time. It is possible, as of this broadcast, that Russia has executed a broadly similar manoeuvre vis-à-vis its energy supplies to Europe. Earlier this week, Russia's gas supplies to Germany via the Nord Stream 1 pipeline were halted for a putative 10 days for what Russia says is annual maintenance work. This follows reductions in gas supplies to several European countries, which Russia has blamed on technical difficulties, and the complete cessation of gas supplies to Poland, Finland and Bulgaria, which refused Russia's demand to pay in rubles. What with one thing and another, the world has learned to arch an eyebrow at blandly bureaucratic euphemisms when issued by Russia. Germany's economy minister, Robert Habeck, and international energy agency head, Fatih Birol, are among those who appear concerned that just as special military operation turned out to mean smashing up the country next door in a seizure of delusional hubris, so annual maintenance work may be a cover for sentiment along the lines of tanking Europe's economy to see how they like it. There are two questions raised by this prospect. One is, would Russia really do it? Really, seriously, actually cut off all its energy supplies to Europe? By which we are asking, is it imaginable that Russia, the Russia of President Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin, would really do something petulant, vindictive and self-punishing in order to make a point, akin to a man sawing off his own foot and then gloating about bleeding on your carpet? The briefest scrutiny of the grand scheme of things will direct you quickly towards the answer, yes. Yes, Russia imaginably would. The second question then, and possibly, all things considered, quite an urgent one, is what would it mean if Russia did? The good, well, good-ish news, is that it wouldn't be quite the calamity it might have been had Russia pulled a similar stunt six months ago. Since Russia attacked Ukraine in February, occasioning swinging sanctions, Europe has been preparing for exactly such a retaliatory eventuality. German Vice-Chancellor Robert Habeck called on citizens to reduce their energy consumption. The government also encourages utility companies to extend the use of coal-fired power plants. Right now, Germany has 70 such plants that run on hard and lignite coal. And another solution would be to extend the use of nuclear power. The country still has three nuclear power plants, which are supposed to be shut down at the end of the year. An industry group now says they could remain on the grid 
to reduce the dependency on Russian gas. Germany, for example, has already reduced its dependence on Russian gas from 55% of its consumption to 35%. The figure for Europe generally was 40% and is now 20%. This is a remarkably and commendably swift adjustment, if arguably one a good few decades overdue. Importing liquefied natural gas, or LNG, by sea from non-Russian players is easing the reliance on the pipelines. Germany hopes to have two LNG terminals operational by the end of this year. Spain is revving up one in Gijon, which has been idle since 2013. But the short term is where people, and pressingly voters, tend to live. And the short term, if Russia turns the taps off completely, could get extremely rickety. If you are listening to this in Europe in particular, you are very likely to have recently uttered a profanity and or blasphemy upon opening a household energy bill, and it isn't even winter yet. Russia may be betting that shivering Europeans will care more about their own comfort than the distress of any given Ukrainian and blame their own governments rather than Russia's. Russia may not be wrong. There is also the effect on industry and therefore on supplies of stuff and available employment options. Spikes in energy costs or shortages of energy would clobber sectors already struggling for Ukraine-related reasons – chemicals, steel, fertiliser. There are already reports of European factories reducing or suspending operations, even closing some plants, unable to compete with the Middle East and the United States. Americans are currently paying about a third of what Europeans are for natural gas. Again, Europe may not have seen the worst of it. One advisor to Germany's government has estimated that an abrupt cessation of all Russian gas supplies might reduce the country's annual output by 12%, or around 429 billion euros. That's roughly a 2008 financial crisis or a 2020 pandemic's worth. Serious people are having serious conversations about how energy rationing might work. Short-term pain, possibly severe short-term pain, is therefore likely. However, and though this may be little consolation to the many European households already at the limit of their solvency, there is the prospect of long-term gain, in the form of having to do a great deal less pretending to care what Russia thinks about anything, and a great deal less of giving Russia money with which it may purchase the means to terrorise the continent. In the last year or so, Russia's oil and gas exports to Europe have earned north of a billion euros every day. For Monocle24, I'm Andrew Muller.